Constantine. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Meditation teacher, former monk. Yoga teacher, that's what you do now, right? Mm-hmm. As a profession. Yes. And also you teach meditation. Meditation and philosophy. And, right? and philosophy. And uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, practitioner as well. Yeah, Amazing. Amazing, yeah. Great to have you. Great to talk to you. Thank you. Um, my uh, pleasure. Very interesting. So uh, you're originally from Russia, correct? Yes. Um, I, I born in, in Kudimkar City. It's a, a 200 kilometers away from Perm. Uh-huh. Which is basically Ural, closer to Ural Mountains. Yeah. Ural Mountains, uh huh. So, like, uh, it's is it Siberia? It's close to Siberia. Yeah, close to Siberia. But it's above, like, a Mongolia, China. No, it's still on the European side of Russia. Okay. But um, if you cross pretty much Ural Mountains towards Siberia, okay. Siberia, yeah. So it's on the other side mm-hmm. of the Ural European Mountains. Side, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And so, how did you, how did how do you become a monk? How did that how did that happen? Yeah, you're um, a, you're a boy in Russia growing up. Yeah, I was you know I was kind of always curious, um, and you know growing up on kung fu movies and interesting and um, I really enjoy kung fu movies. But what m- more I was attracted to that esoterics of uh, Eastern philosophy and Eastern disciplines and and that idea of uh, being enlightenment. And um, so it was always kind of um, something that was... Interesting, uh, fascinating. Yeah, at, fascinating. At a young age already, huh? Mm-hmm. And You're already a deep thinker. You know, um, I was not really intentional. Mm. It's just something a intuitively... Feeling, f- feeling. Like it's a feeling. Yeah, I was searching for different groups of people. I hang out with, you know, classmates and I was not really satisfied. So I was starting hanging out more underground punk rock movement kind of a thing and mm. and artists and and those people they gave me ability to think a little bit broader mm. with the music that comes from abroad or mm. even uh, from russia and mm-hmm. and the art and just made me think a little bit uh, outside of the city that i was growing up and and that made me um uh, made me to travel actually to russia i hitchhiked to russia for almost three years every summer to, to, but you were to hitchhike to Russia? Uh, through Russia. Through Russia. Through yeah, Russia, yeah. all the way, traveling different parts of Russia. Yeah, just going to different rock festivals and wow. uh, rainbow gatherings. But how, how old were you at the time? Because you started, you became a monk, you shared with 14. 14 years old. So I left home first time when I was 12. Um, I know I broke my parents' heart, but I, I was just really, I couldn't sit in one place. And the summers, the thought of summer, I thought like I have so much time and twelve years old. And I couldn't You're a little you're a boy. You're a little yeah, boy. Yeah. I mean I have a twelve year old son. And yeah. you le- left home and, and I, yeah. just traveled. First time I left home I traveled eight hundred kilometers away from um my hometown. By by yourself. A couple of other friends. We, okay. We went to rock festival but on the way there uh we got caught by police. Uh and you can't really travel without documents or okay. supervision of adults. And okay. So they detain you for a period of time. Either your parents come and pick you up or they will deliver you to your parents. Uh-huh. So they detain us for like almost like a week and a half from H- one city H- to How old were the friends? My friends was um, three years, something three years older than me. So they were also like under 18? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were all teenagers, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then when I was... So they detained you for a week and a half? 
we can have delivered back home and take you back home to your parents. And I saw my dad first time crying in front of me and it broke my heart, but like I couldn't um stop wanting um to just keep going and and I so stay, stay true to yourself. I and you know, um I finished my uh, school through from September to to May, but that entire year I was already planning um, how to travel and go further and go further. And wow! So when I was thirteen, I traveled um, all the way to St. Petersburg, which is you know across the country, yeah, yeah, so much more um, away from home. And 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 on the way back home, I got caught by police again. So they detained me again, and um, it was horrible. Uh, it's it just as a kid to to be in prison. <laughs> it's you know it's not fun, but it was not enough to like were feel in. Were you imprisoned with uh, like adults and? No, it was a it's a, a kids? kids detention oh, okay. center. So and and those kids who like me, for example, been detained mm. or like or homeless, they in one se- uh, section of that kind of a kids prison. And um, and other kids who committed some type of crime they in another section, yeah. Wow. But yeah. <laughs> wow, interesting. So you're like 13 at the time. 13 and 12, 13. Huh? When I w- I turned 14, um, I hitchhiked to Russia, um, Belarus, Ukraine. Went down to Crimea, which is Crimea. Um, yeah, I went down to Crimea. Stayed there for a month or so, and then um, I went back home through south of Russia, mm. all the way to Moscow, and then back to east, east of Russia. And that time I was not um, caught by police, <laughs> and uh, I met so many different people, and that in kind of spark more curiosity towards philosophy and and wow, kind of amazing. Yeah, you already knew, and you followed your your heart and. Amazing that. Uh, I mean, how how did you? What did you do for money? How did you? You know, um, finance that. So, like then, um, it was like underground movement. You know, like people who listened rock and roll music, ah, okay, okay. Um, punk rock music, artists, and we all uh, we all kind of uh, support each other in a sense. Mm. Like we go f- from city to city, different following different uh, musicians see, and if people come to my house for example i would make sure that they will have place to stay and food to eat for example and and this is kind of was the um, like underground movement that kind of carry from one place to another place and and even though like so they, s- they supported you like as well they, they you supported yeah, each other we we because we hitchhike we, we don't really uh, pay okay. any kind of money for our traveling right and and sometimes we had food, sometimes we didn't have food, but it was not really kind of the main thing. We, it's not like we're homeless, yeah. but we had a desire to just kind of um, go and explore the world. But the thing is, if I would ask my parents to support me and take me to those kind of um, adventures, that would be no chance, you know, because first of all, they're not a traveler. Is this, is this a communist times? Is this the no, it's, the, is it's already 90, 90s, nin- early 2000. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. okay. So it's after ninety was it ninety three when the wall when the no it's um, ninety four. Uh, I, I think it's eighty. Uh, oh, 88, 89. 88, 89, yeah, 88, 89, 89, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I grew up in Germany, so I remember when the 
Yeah. The Wolf all. Well, I was I moved back to the US, but I remember, yeah. So mm. yeah, those times. Just remember I forget the years and that that makes sense, yeah. Wow, amazing. Okay, so so you were with the like these these musicians, these rock, you know, rock this that that movement. Yeah. And you guys are, you know, if you guys get food, you share with each other. You don't need much. Yeah, or sometimes we play music on the streets. Okay. You know, like, and people um, gave us, you know, cash that enough to, like, sustain. Yeah. And this is... Change, like, yeah. Yeah, like, and it's actually was, you know, time to time was quite enough to, you know, sustain ourselves amazing. for for days and weeks amazing. sometimes. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. What, uh, so what you, you guys played music? Played music. So you're a musician as well. Um, I was in the band when I was a kid. Okay. And I had a, we had a, you know, I had a punk rock band, which is wow. completely unprofessional and we didn't really know how to play instruments. Yeah. We just want to be like music that we like. Okay. And we try to, you know, get instruments and we try to project, you know. So you just make, make, grab whatever you could make yeah, to make noise. Learn and learn little by little. Uh, and I was, I was a singer, so I, you know, I, no, I, I will correct myself. I was screamer, <laughs> you know, not the Amazing, <laughs> amazing, yeah, <laughs> amazing. Because that's the last thing I would think if you. I see a guy with punk rock screaming, that he's like a med- meditation monk, monk uh, personality. It was, it was both kind of fun, and also it was, uh, it was a, a calling. You know, like I, I was searching for something. Uh-huh. And one way was to express myself in that group that of people. It It's like I got into it and it's like, because our ego adaptable, right? And and if you feel comfortable, we kind of mold in, into that group of people and you just start having have, having fun. Yeah. And one of the way to express it was that, you know? Mm. So it was, it was not something that like we planned to do it. It was just more like, you know, let's have fun. In, and this Amazing. Is what an yeah. adventure, huh? Like 12 years old, 13, yeah. traveling around Russia, hitchhiking, and uh, and uh, you, you screaming. You were the screamer in the, the punk scr- rock group. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, when I was 14, actually, um, that time I was thinking to, um, since I didn't have documents and or money, um, I was thinking to um, cross from Crimea to Turkey, um, like illegally, like yeah. maybe ships or wow. or like a boat or something like that. Um, I didn't know how it will happen, but I had the intention to um, cross the border to Turkey and then go towards Syria and go to Ethiopia. Oh wow! There was go a to huge, Africa. There was a huge rainbow gathering, and um, I don't know. I, somehow I heard from someone, and someone was like telling me describing how amazing it is and i was you know i i got this strong desire i need to go there so i was planning to go and i was run um run out of time so decided to go back finish my ninth grade Mm. um and then the next year um to go but that year i started reading you know philosophy and stuff and i decided to kind of um take a journey more inside internally yeah that's how you became a, a monk. Yeah, um, you know, when I was at, fo- at fourteen years old. Fourteen, yeah. When I was growing up um, in a city where I grew up, uh, society, like especially as a man, there's a still a strong um, view how you're supposed to be, mm. uh, look, um, thoughts, um, 
uh, action and, and things like that. So there's a strong uh, stereotypes, right? Mm -hmm. And and for example, uh, having to, when I had long hair, it was not. Um, it doesn't fit into that stereotype. Mm. If you have piercing in your ears, then it doesn't fit into the stereotype. So there was a lot of like, you know, a lot of tension, a lot of pressure, mm. and a lot of and there's a subtle aggression mm. you know, between um, uh, youth, uh, male um, yeah, yeah. Uh, youth, and and so when I first time came to the monastery, I saw a like huge guy like. He was, be especially for me, I was 14 years old, uh, and he was giant to me. But the way how he walked in temple, he was walking on, he, on his tiptoes mm. so that he doesn't make too much sound. And for some reason, um, when I saw that image over a man who could, you know, like, be strong. Like an elef elephant. Elephant, <laughs> show his presence yeah. and show his Gorilla, yeah. um, strength yeah. and, you know, he was walking on the tiptoes so mm, that he doesn't make noise. He was mindful, gentle. And that image shifted something to me that like, I don't need to be um, someone that what uh, society expect me to. Mm. I can be like him, for example, you know, and, and it was okay uh, to do, to be like that. And so that kind of Amazing. created interest that I want to, know uh, from them who they are and how they think mm. how they feel and why they it was so different huh, yeah. from what you were used to mm -hmm. yeah and that kind of spark uh, spark a little bit more interest uh, to be with those people yeah. so you didn't go to 10th grade you went to to the, the, I, mo the monastery i went to the monastery but um so uh, yeah it, it's su it's a such a long story how it happened but so I got to the monastery, um, and um, monks in the in the temple. They mm. asked me to go to the school, and even though I was living in the monastery, mm. after morning program, um, I run to the school. Um, after school, go back to monastery, do my homework, and do the all the stuff that monks supposed to do in the temple, mm. and and then every day for last for the next two years. Three years. Um, so uh, tenth and eleventh. Uh, Grace, so uh, you were at the monastery was in your town, uh, two hundred kilometers away from my city. Uh, so you had to take a car. You would. No, I I moved to Param City from Kudimkar, and the way how I did, so my dad obviously would not allow me to do it. Yeah, my parents in the middle of divorce that time. Oh man, and they really young, um, you know, really young parents in their own you know stuff in their heads so what i did i start preparing for college in so you know in russia you can finish a ninth grade and then you can go to college finish high school mm. and get also professional qualification so i was uh, i choose two schools theater and art and and then i was preparing every day for like you know because i was thinking already that I'm going to to join to the monastery without even telling to my parents, mm. but I was telling them I'm going to uh, college, mm -hmm. and I was preparing every day. I found the school, I presented them, and I told that as soon as I finish uh, um, my middle school, I will, you know, I will go to uh, to get admission exam, mm. and maybe I'll get it. And if I'll not get it, I'll come back. But in my head, actually, um, I was planning how to get to the temple, like. 
either I'll get to the college and then it will be close to the temple, or if I'm not going to get to college, I'm going to get to the temple um, somehow. You aligned it. Yeah. <laughs> so and that's how you're able to break away from your home and move to the, the town. Yeah. And and then, yeah, um, this how it happened. And then I got to the Perm city. I didn't get to college, but I got to the temple. And then I told to my parents. But that's how you're able to get out of your home, right? Uh, when you were still underage. Yeah. Yeah. And they allowed you to go to college. Yeah. But then you went to the temple instead. Instead, yeah. But then, because I was under the age and uh, in monastery, they're all adults and they would not, they d didn't want to take responsibility for a kid, basically. Yeah. And they told me, but I had strong desire and I expressed that desire to them. Like, I really want to learn from you. And um, I practice at home meditation, but it's extremely hard because I have friends that pull me to, like, back to scene where there's drugs and mm. you know and um everything that quite destructible as a teenager you know and it can be easily swept away by and you never know how yeah. to be turned you know yeah um but i, I told them and they in favor but they told me you have to present some type of paper from your parents so um what happened um my dad divorced um and then he started dating someone else and um she became eventually my stepmom but in the beginning when she moved with my dad she was still kind of afraid of me because i was already adult M not adult but you know i was much older mm. and um she was still really gentle not overly um uh, like a mother towards yeah. me you know controlling uh, yeah. not, not really controlling and and I asked her if she can do this favor to me. And I think she really want to um, be on my side. Yeah. And she took a risk uh, behind my dad's back and she wrote a recommendation paper. And this is how I got. I know I, I tricked, basically I tricked my parents to, you know, in, th in that little thing, you know, but. You found the loophole, huh? Kind of, And yeah. the, the space to, to get it done. Yeah. So you get to the temple, um, monastery, sorry. And uh, are you the only teenager there? You're the only, are there other people underage? Um, as a monk, I was only a teenager, but um, there's a community um, around that uh, temple and around that monastery. Mm. And in the community, there's a lot of uh, kids, teenagers like my age or a little older or even younger. Yeah. So what kind of monastery is it like? Uh, um, a, a certain uniform that you wear like do you shave your head yeah, you yeah, shave yeah. Your head? so it's a basically it's a it's a it that tradition comes from india it's a bhakti yoga tradition mm -hmm. so it is yoga mm -hmm. um, um it's a bhakti yoga and um and uh, we shave you know monks shave head mm -hmm. and they either wear white robes or orange robes based on um uh, commitment that they take um, and and then within um, there's a, some monks they take commitment for let's say a year you know like I will be a monk for a year or five years or ten years and um, and there's a, some monks they take a commitment for 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 life and um, and as a teenager I was surrounded by enthusiastic you know like really focused monks I thought I will be a monk for a life. Mm. 
but when you know I was um, uh, closer to twenties and I was in India, then it's another story how you know it's how I came out and and then it's another journey <laughs> from there. So so you were there f- in the, in Russia for how many how many years in the, the monastery? Um, in Russia, it was three years, three almost three years in Russia. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so why why do why do they have you shave your head? What's why why is what's the reason behind that? I mean, um, basic basic expl- simplicity. Yeah. So that um, idea is to uh, to to have simple life and high thinking, and so that's why um, they shave their head. Um, there is no really luxury clothing. Um, it's really simple, basic cotton or or whatever material that. And um, it's not like pants or or shirts. It's really basic piece of clothes that you cover lower parts and upper parts of the body. But basically, it's like your life of simplicity. You know, signified life of simplicity. Yeah. What was a typical day? What was like a schedule? So we wake up um, sometimes two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. Um, we take a shower and and then put new clothes and a hot and shower, cold shower. Depends, you know, some places where I used to live, there was, you know, it was no um, cold. There was no like, you know, we slept on the bunk beds or floors, and we didn't have like a beds. We we had basically, uh, you know, it's a straw mat or or something like a yoga mat, and then a really basic blanket to cover. Sometimes we didn't even have a pillows, uh, just a hand, and and if we have warm water, then you know. It, it's an enjoyable morning, yeah, yeah. and sometimes it's just the cold water. Most of the time, it was actually cold water, <laughs> yeah. And then, so we take a shower, um, uh, prepare, and uh, some temples programs start five o'clock in the morning. Some temples four thirty. Mm. So usually we have a little bit of time just for personal meditation. We call japa, and we use beats and we chant mantras and just kind of concentrate on the mantra. Um, um uh, on the mantras as we use beats and and then um uh, for 30 or five o'clock uh program start usually it's a uh, deities in the temple um the um it's a first first what they call darshan or first time you see the deities mm. and then we chant different mantras and usually those mantras they addressed either to uh, to the elders in the tradition and we kind of uh, pray to elders uh, we either for strength. Um, in, in All the elders in the in the group. In a tra- more it's like ancestors. In, in, yeah, in tradition. Ancestors, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, either we pray for strength or we just grateful for for being in a community of like minded people and having this practice and being able to um, uh, practice your heart basically and awaken your heart and and then. It takes about forty-five minutes. So let's say if it's five to five forty-five, mm-hmm. and then uh, then again personal meditation until seven seven thirty, and then again um, Didis um, uh, um, the the doors for the Didis get open in the temple. So usually either o- only monks or community of people they again sing and praise the at different at 7:30. mantras seven thirty. So about takes about um, half an hour. And then from eight to nine, it's a philosophical class every day. So s- different monks or community members 
congregation members. Um, they, you know, give discussions in, on different philosophical topics based on the scriptures that they um, focus on. So you get up at two thirty and you're still, still like uh, meditating, pray, praying. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's nine o'clock. When did you, when when do you have breakfast or? So because I was in in school, um, I used to go um, eight thirty. I um, actually by sometimes I have to miss the philosophical class to go to school, so I left by eight. Um, school starts eight thirty. Uh, I'm in the school until two o'clock or so, and then I go back to the ashram okay do my homework and then again prayer or meditation or scriptural study for the rest of the day yeah so but in when the normal days right if you're at the mo- at the monastery you have the philosoph- philosophical class at nine o'clock right uh, eight or eight to, eight to nine. nine eight to nine and then what's what's after that and then um, some monks they had breakfast it's optional and some monks they did uh, asana yoga asanas mm. And um, so sometimes I had breakfast, sometimes I practiced asana with the rest of the monks. Mm. So it's from nine to ten, maybe. Yeah, like nine to ten, ten thirty. Mm. Um, back in Russia, as a monk, uh, one of the activities uh, for most of the monks, not everyone, but the most of the monks, they either do some service in the temples, cleaning, and or like deity worshiping, mm. or any kind of manual services mm. or you go and give books um, on the street and invite people to the temple or mm. things like that or uh, maybe it's um, some kind of con- contribution s- yeah. yeah like com- s- community, community service, service basically yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah. and then uh, so that's 10 10 30 uh, and then till till what time till usually if it's just let's curious say, on a on a, day, on a, a typical day yeah um, i've never even thought about it you know <laughs> so usually around one it's lunch okay and then um after two two let's say um and everybody eats together there's a big everyone eats together um in one temple where i used to live no one talk as they eat mm. um there was one monk who was reading the books um, and he was just reading, everyone listened and eat slowly. Um, if there's elders in the community that are uh, present in with all of us, no one stands up un- until they finish uh, their meal and they walk. So we, it's like more, you know, we sit, we, we eat slow, we, we listen mm. texts, and, and then after lunch, again, either services in a temple or services in the community. And then after lunch, th- yeah, the 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 the, s- the same thing, the mm-hmm. activities like uh, the yeah uh, community service, mm-hmm. or s- as a monks as well, because uh, one of the luxury to be a monk mm. because you have more time to study. So we had uh, classes for specially made for monks where we study uh, Sanskrit or we study text um, that translated from Sanskrit okay. and things like okay. that. Okay. Uh, okay, so then you're in the afternoon, and then I mean, you get back from school when you were still in school, and then after that, after you stopped school, you only did the monastery. Yeah, um, when I finished school, so I had this moment where I there was a period where I was not really sure if, if I want to go to university after my high school. I see. I had this moment where I was thinking um, I will go to to do religious studies. Uh-huh. And um, and history and philosophy and just get my uh, master degree, um, um, bachelor and then mm. maybe master degree. Yeah. 
But then I had this moment where I, I, I kind of felt like I would like to improve my English as well. And I asked some of my elders and they suggested either go to uh, closest, like Eastern European countries where... Um, Eastern, where Europe, Eastern European, yeah. Where they speak more English. For example... Like in Poland or, or something like that. Yeah, and or and he said maybe you can go to like Poland or Sweden or mm -hmm. even uh, Finland, mm -hmm. you know, because people are speak more English mm -hmm. in those countries mm -hmm. than uh, at least places in Russia where right, I right. was growing up. Right. So I was thinking it will be kind of great to be more exposed to uh, other languages so that I can start practicing because school was not enough to... And I was not really um, that serious into mm. school anyway. Yeah. Um, um, so, and then one of the my elders, uh, elder monk, he suggested me to go to India and to study there. So... And so you go yeah. to India. And I, yeah, I, I went to India. So I, I just want to finish out the day just so I have, because yeah. I've never thought about it, like a typical day of a mm -hmm. monk, you know. So it's in the afternoon, five o'clock or something, right? Uh, you community service. When does the community, and you have studying time too. What time does the day finish? Usually. You, you guys don't have dinner. You have one meal throughout the day. Usually we didn't have a dinner. Mm. But um, unless if you like. I, and I was growing up teenager, so sometimes I was so hungry. And for me, like like some of the elders, uh, older monks, they really strict. Uh, but for me, they like they a little bit easy on me, so they're not like as strict on me. Yeah. So sometimes I maybe save a little bit, like lunch and eat later. Okay. Or sometimes just no dinner, mm. you know. And but usually um, the last temple program where the people come and sing and, and pray together and meditate together. It's like around 7, 7.30. Okay. And sometimes there's another philosophical discussion. Mm. Um, and then about um, 8.39, you go to sleep. And then, yeah, over again. 2.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. Nice. So then, okay, so going back, then you got to, you got to go to India. And you go to India. Yeah, so to broaden your horizons, yeah, and, you go, and you go to a temple there. Mm -hmm. It's the same. Like, is it are there lineages? There's how does it work? Uh, different so groups, yeah. Um, so it's a basically it's a society, right? It's an international society where um, 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 it's a Krishna uh, movement. Yeah, it's a Krishna. Iskon Hare Krishna movement. Ah, okay, Hare Krishna. Yeah. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. it's an international society, and and. Um, um, and uh, obviously the temples are all over the world, ashrams all over the world. But um, the person who kind of suggested me and backed me up uh, with that idea going to India, he connected me to a monk who uh, he was from Ukraine, been living in India for a long time, and he kind of asked him to take care of me. And for one year in India, I was just traveling and just helping him and then basically he helped me to adopt, adjust, and and um, improve my language, yeah, yeah. which is which is learning English, right? Um, you know, I was. Or I guess you have to learn Indian. Um, Hindi. Hindi, um, Hindi. Sorry. I wasn't. Yeah, I was in the place. Um, so the person who was taking care of me at one point, he sent me to a place where his base is, but he needed to do something else in other cities, and I was there. There was no one who spoke Russian. Or English, it was just Hindi, 
and then I have to like just you know force myself to learn Hindi to understand their teachings, understand their you know like the day the people. How did you? I mean, uh, that was probably before before iPhones, right? So you have dictionaries yeah. and books and. Yeah, like um. You probably didn't watch too much TV, right? No, no well. TVs, no phones, no. Com- I didn't have computer. computer. Um, I didn't have phone until probably two thousand six, wow. <laughs> seven. <Yeah. laughs> no bank account <laughs> until yeah. like two thousand eight. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just kind of trying as different ways, you know. Yeah. Um, Whatever so you learned Hindi, uh, you started to pick up maybe some English as well? Because there are some foreigners, right, coming through? Yeah, maybe? slowly, little by little. Like mm. about, so I was there for uh, s- six months, mm. uh, approximately six months. And then there's more foreigners start coming. There's more Russian uh, mm. monks. And so, uh, you know, there was a ways to like, communicate mm. either through Russian to, to Hindi or through Russian to English. Mm. But then I started picking up myself. Um, and improving my English and uh, and then improving my Hindi as well and yeah. And then so you're there for s- six months, you said. At that place. At yeah. that place. Yeah, it's place called Allahabad. It's a uh, basically but North I- India. It's North India. Between let's say between uh, Delhi and um, um, uh, Benares, Delhi and Benares, Varanasi. Yeah. Okay. Another name. Varanasi. Yeah, I went, yeah, I went to New Delhi. Yeah, yeah okay. not too far from the okay. town, I can say. Yeah. Interesting. And then uh and then uh so you and then you you stayed in India mm-hmm. longer? How many years were you in, in India? Four years. Four years. Four years, okay. All together. Yeah. So you learn your Hindi and kept improving, so you speak fluent Indi- Hindi? No, what happened, um I start focusing on my Hindi uh there and then um my elder monk who was taking care of me, he came and then he took me to travel around the India. So we went to east side of India, travel around east side, and then we went to all the way north to it's Nepal. Like Bangladesh and but yeah, like we went to um, Bengal first, mm. Bangladesh, and then from Bangladesh we went to uh, Assam, and then we crossed the border to Nepal. Wow! And uh, stayed in Nepal for six months, and then I went down again through north of India back to a place called Vrindavan. It's closer to Delhi. And this is the time when I decided to uh, go to Mumbai where there was a monk who I was really inspired by. Mm. And I really want to, he's from US, but been living in India for the last 40 years. He was an Indian? Uh, he's from, uh, he's from, uh, he's American, oh, okay. uh, but been living in India for the last 40 years. So or he's so. A, a white white guy? Uh, yeah, Jewish. Uh, Jewish, white. okay, yeah. 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 Caucasian-ish, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And so he was American, but he, he was, yeah, he, he went to meet him in he Mumbai. He built up an amazing community. And um, in that temple, there was more than 100 monks. Wow. And they all like, just amazing individuals. And, and I saw him when I was 14 years old, first time back in Russia, when he came to visit. Mm. And his humility and like he was just gentle, big heart human being and his humility and wisdom mm. just inspired me and I I even though I was I was traveling with certain people that I've been told to travel with but my mind and mm. heart was mm. always thinking that s- sooner or later aligned with him I want to um, study from him and study with his students because mm. they all just 
an amazing individual. Mm. And I'm um, always looking forward to towards them. Nice. And so you ended up in Mumbai then? Mumbai. And I spent there um, um, on three years. Three, three years, years in Mumbai. Mm -hmm. So six months with uh, in the one place. And then the most of the time in India was at this place? Um, actually, what was, that, what was the total of years you stayed in India? I stayed totally four years. Four years, okay. And the so first year... I traveled the all over, all, all over. over I mean, I stayed in one, mostly in one place, but even then, um, we Still tra traveled. We traveled to like local villages okay. and um, um, cities nearby, and there was always some type of movement because uh, some monks, especially mm. um, some monks, they quite stationary. They live in one place mm. and they taking care of the community within yeah. mm -hmm. uh, around that temple. Mm. And some monks, they always move. There's Almost like for them, it's like almost a rule, less than three days. Depends on the personality, right? Yeah. Of the person. What's personality true? or just also their level of commitment to the community. I and see. Yeah. I see. And then so so you move, move to Mumbai and then uh, you're, you're there for three years, right? Mm -hmm. And then how, how, then how did you end up in Los Angeles? So I, I was living in Mumbai and... Uh, answer first answering to your question about the Hindi because I moved to um, Mumbai mm. uh, people speak even though everyone speak Hindi yeah, it's a national language but in Mumbai specifically they speak Marathi uh, it's a Maharashtra state they speak Marathi even though they speak Hindi but it, like their main language is Marathi mm. but entire Western India they all speak English like most of them they speak uh. English so for me it was more in I focus more learning English mm. than uh, than Hindi. Okay. So in in Mumbai, I study scriptures in in English and philosophy in English and yoga in okay. English. Okay, so that's how you learned English. Mm -hmm. But then, after three years there, I was I was twenty by then, like twenty one or something. Um, and one of my monks who was taking care of me at that uh, community, he. Some saw something in me that I didn't see. He said, "You should go back to university and finish your degree first, and you can always come back. But we want you to get uh, some type of professional education so that if you decide to change your mind, so that you have uh, lean against something mm -hmm. and you have some profession that you can, you know, start working and make yeah. money and maintain yourself." Yeah, and but for me my last teenage years i focused so much time and energy into that i was a little bit afraid to go out of outside of the community and mingle again with with people that may not be like-minded people um, you know i was yeah, just yeah, a little yeah. bit afraid uh -huh. and also i didn't have um clear idea like what like what i want to learn mm -hmm. to do in in college. and how to express myself in the future so i decided uh, since i've been doing yoga regularly, asanas regularly, maybe I should just study in a, a professional setup where I can take that and teach. Yoga, yoga. Um, yeah, yoga asanas, mm -hmm. the physical side of it. And right, then, right, right. And then also bring the, uh, the aspects, other aspects of yoga that I learned as a monk, like mindfulness practice and breathing, um, concentration, philosophy. So because... Most of the time, uh, yoga presented one-sided. Mm. Like if you ask, generally, if you ask what yoga is, people will direct like it's some type of physical movements. Mm -hmm. But um, but actually, 
yoga it's a it's a lifestyle yeah and a lifestyle that helps to create a deeper sense of self and 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 express from the core of your being yourself in the world um and i was thinking if i'll study that maybe i can just take that and use physical medium to to bring more um lifestyle and mm-hmm. things like that so he, when he asked me i decided maybe i should go to um to study yoga mm. and i found a couple of places in mumbai and then south india so i moved to south india i spent there another half year or so mm. and just studied uh, ashtanga vinyasa yoga which is it's like the you may have heard it mysore style it's a set sequences and uh, of poses and it's a quite uh, it's a m- mostly like a self practice and even teachers who teach you they teach you how to self practice basically they help you to become steady in your own self practice so i studied there and then um i met someone there and they asked me like um do you want to go with us and travel and and i my heart emotionally got connected to that person um a girl a girl yeah <laughs> and uh they got you huh <laughs> <laughs> so um i started traveling uh with her uh, i went to north of india with her for time being and then we went to south india again together she's she's american she's she was american and and then i when i met her i sent email to my elders and i told because you know i grew up in a in a kind of a community mm. so there's a traditional uh, outlook towards how you're supposed to transit from one stage of your life to another and usually it uh, it was always supported by ritual for example uh, if you want to leave your monastic uh, vows mm. and move to um to be a householder what they call a householder a family member mm. or uh something like Other that family, or being yeah. a, in a world uh, there's a ritual it's almost like you uh you've been sent on another stage of your life and the way how i did it, i got really uh, hit it um, you know overly passionate and i sent a message to them and i told like i i meet this person and i really like um to be with her and and i think i maybe want to spend my entire life with her um and and they obviously much older than me they like um you need to calm down first of all and you know just just chill a little bit you know cool your head down and, and then make your decision um some of them they like ask me like bring her there to the temple show us introduce us mm. so that we kind of but i was I was splitted in a sense. I was I wanted to be with that person, but at the same time I felt Expected. like I'm letting it letting down uh-huh. my monks and the community of people that basically raised me, right? And yeah. so it was kind of it was a hard decision to do and I and I kind of filled up with a lot of like guilt in yeah. the beginning that made me just not deal with that and like for a moment and and then deal uh with that later so i just start traveling with her and we end up in um living for sometimes in southeast asia thailand chiang mai okay she's the yoga teacher as well so we start teaching together workshops seminars and mm. and um so you never brought her to the to the monks to meet them 
I was too afraid, you know. I, oh. I was a little bit, you know, I, I was not sure. I knew that they love me as a person yeah. and they would accept me yeah. no matter what. Yeah. But I was not ready to face that. Because you respected them so much. Maybe they say something you don't want to hear. Your heart yeah. doesn't want to hear. Yeah. 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 And yeah. you would, you would, it would maybe, yeah. I see. I understand. Yeah. You never, you never wanted to, you had crushes on girls when you were, when you were younger, like 13, no, 14, no, 15. I, I did definitely. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, there was, I, I had crushes of, at school and yeah. things like that. But Hormones going crazy. <laughs> but then, you know, like I was hanging out always with guys okay. and, and we did so much fun stuff. Yeah. And usually like, f for example, nowadays kids spend so much either at home or in front of their computers yeah like when i was growing up we we grew up a lot of the time doing something yeah playing you know football yeah, i did yeah. some sambo as a kid oh nice um i went to theater school is that what brought you school. to jujitsu we'll go back we'll get yeah, to that later yeah, yeah um so it was always active and even though i had crushes uh but i there was not really enough to identify myself with those feelings to act on it so you know what i mean uh, and, and the, the the monastery gave you enough of fulfillment to to not go there yeah and the monastery so th there was a fulfillment of uh friendship mm. and also connection human connection human connection but also because there's a lot of focus on celibacy uh as a monk mm. so it was kind of even though I I and may the have the, cr the, the accomplishment of the celibacy made you happy. Yeah. So it kept yeah, you yeah. focused. Yeah. Being focused made yeah. you happy. That was quite Fulfilled. satisfying, even more than than any little like attractions sure, or sure. feeling like I want to be close to that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So why was uh, why was your wife different? So the the person whom i met in india she is not actually my wife oh, okay okay even though in my head uh since i grew up again in traditional kind of setup yeah. i thought if i break my monastic vows with that person uh, that will be person for life right mm -hmm. and but when we went together to south asia south asia start working Thailand together traveling teaching yoga and um, i just realized that um i can't really commit to a person whom I start knowing like quite a bit and you know knowing more and I feel like I need to experience so much more you know that I didn't experience so after some times she went back to US I stayed um, I stayed in Asia I started just working and and what country Thailand Thailand uh, Chiang Mai northern Chiang Mai, Chiang Mai. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so I started working and just kind of focusing on my myself and just english and um getting to know more people different people and traveling a little bit more around southeast asia and how i end up in a, uh, in la so i went to uh, indonesia bali for training mm. and i met this guy from us uh he from michigan who lives in china mm. um he invited me uh to shanghai he's like um i seems like you're, you know, you're a good teacher. Do you want to come and teach at the studio there in Shanghai? I decided to, yeah, that's a great calling and that's a great idea. And so I went with him to Shanghai, Shanghai, and I started teaching there. And I was there for five years. 
before coming to LA. Mm. And the first year I moved there, I met my wife. And um, the first year you were in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. And so we started dating and spending more time, and and it was a little bit more steady, uh, like to know slowly to know someone, and and then it progressed towards you know living together and also you know, being mm-hmm. engaged and now we married for. Now it's been seven years. She she was American, yeah. She's American, yeah. Where where is she from? What's she born in New York. Um, grew up in LA. Okay. Um, yeah. You got you, she got that's how she got you to LA. Huh? <laughs> she, my parents passed away, so oh. uh, her parents getting older, and even though we actually enjoy living in in Asia, and um, um, we had gr- great jobs there, and. Um, community of people friends was and uh, uh, shanghai is like new york everything's yeah, closer there, yeah, and yeah. it's just f- different feelings and yeah but since her parents getting older we decided to to move closer and you know help and take care of the parents and now we here yeah wow what a journey huh what a journey yeah. are you ready to go to africa t- for a, for a punk rock concert or gathering or um you know, yeah, it was Event. rainbow gathering. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> wow. Traveled all over, you know, Russia and Asia and India and I mean everywhere. Wow, and uh, and ended up in LA now. In LA. And so, how how many years have you been in Los Angeles now? I've been here, um, I think, almost six years now. Okay. Almost six years. Yeah. And so, what what's your routine? Uh, you still meditate. You teach yoga, right? And you teach meditation and yoga. I teach. Which is the really the whole the whole practice in a way, right? Yeah, yeah. So I basically teach um, same thing what I learn. Um, obviously, uh, I use physical medium to um, I teach uh, asanas, physical exercise, right? And but the way how um, uh, I choose to, to access those brain waves, right? Yeah, and I choose certain teachers to to train uh, myself in in a physical um, mm. physical practice that focus a lot on details because um i feel like because i was never really athletic person mm. you know I, it's not really like i like physical activity but it's i'm not really like you know like wake up and have you ever che- have you ever checked out tag fit not yet but oh, um, i'm looking forward to oh, um, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah i'm looking forward to okay to we're try. gonna we're gonna do a class together <laughs> So I'm not really an athletic person, mm-hmm. and that's why I learn asana or physical exercise with teachers that who focus on details and little adjustment, little movements, Technique. contraction, uh, uh, expansion, and uh, inner ro- outer rotation, and how to like uh, uh, balance them together, uh, pressure. Mm-hmm. This is what interested me most because technique details. Te- mm-hmm. Yeah, because. Good, example, they were smart, good technique. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, intelligence. For example, in Bhagavad Gita, which is one of the uh, texts in yoga, mm. Krishna teaches that I'm a skill in action. Mm. It's like the the focus on action, especially in the beginning, our retention is really little. So we let's say I squeeze my fist and I focus on that type mm. of a um, you know retention or hold and contraction. But it's really hard to stay with that contraction for too long. Mm. So um, over a period of time, with the practice, that retention grows, right? And but those little details helps to uh, to hold your attention, to 
to yeah. keep you more focused yeah. Yeah. and then slowly uh, increase that um, for a longer period of time where you're able to stay focused just you know without any kind of distraction like the, the, the movement helps you connect uh, yeah. keep the focus yeah 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 so that something that I do and I use that um, those little uh, li little techniques as a way to start concentrating meditating mindfulness training um, and then also I bring little philosophical ideas to reflect as we use our physical body so that uh, it gives a little bit taste of larger yoga mm -hmm. rather than just a physical mm -hmm. um, movement and um, what? How do you? Um, how do you come? How do you compare Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as a physical practice? You know, um, when I'm, it was a tough move here. Um, for first five years in mm. LA, it was the hardest I think move that I ever experienced in my life. Because when different I different culture, different way of life. Um, it's it's more mostly like because when I was traveling uh, as a teenager and then young adult. I was a single as well, so life was a little bit much more simpler. And mm. like, if you, for example, if you have little money and uh, don't have a job yet, you you can always figure it out. Excuse me, within certain period of time, you you will find your way out without too much stress, right? And but now um, there's you know being married and there's more responsibilities. Mm coming to LA, like you have to Mo own money and things like car that. Yeah. and house mortgage um s s you know there's so much more to think and <laughs> and um as a yoga teacher to get into the yoga um world here it was not it's not easy mm. right and um it's not like you have resume you give to yoga mm. studios and they will accept you right. it's more based like especially somebody with your background yeah and it's it's also yoga world based like if someone knows you mm. and then a community knows you and slowly yeah, yeah and mm. slowly they trust you they invite you and then maybe you're able to uh, create community uh, around your teaching and maybe you you're able to uh, support yourself doing that mm, I see. but it was extremely hard, hard last five years getting your foot in the door huh and with that also my confident personal confidence went down you know with the stress and i feel like um it, it just doesn't work you know and like it's constant struggle it's like I running for yeah. like a couple of dollars you know from one place to another place and it was it was tough you know um so my confidence went down with that as well with that pressure and um uh, two years ago i think so as I mentioned, I did samba, but I was so I was never really consistent because I was always moving. But then I was when I was living in Mysore with my friend from Canada. Um, there was uh, Brazilian yogis who set up like Brazilian yogis, uh huh? Who set up a um, couple of months and we started doing jujitsu. Um, they taught us jujitsu because they're jujitsu practitioners. Wh but where was this? In Mysore, uh, South India. Okay. So they're from uh, Brazil, yeah. uh, Sao Paulo, and mm. they set up a couple of months and we just, you know, four or five people, we just like roll a little bit. I didn't really have a concept yet of what it is. Mm. But then when I mo moved to Shanghai, actually when I was um, Chiang Mai, 
again, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu came um, with a couple of other friends, but never really like pulled me because there was no consistency right, of right, staying right. in one place. Mm-hmm. When I moved to Shanghai, my Canadian friend who was with me in um, Mysore, mm-hmm. we end up being in Shanghai together. He's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioner now. Shanghai BJJ. Mm-hmm. He pulled me. Um, I, th- I think the pr- the the coach at the time he was a coach, maybe professor now. He was from uh, from Australia. Okay. Um, yeah, Asia. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I went I went there many years ago and did a seminar at Shanghai BJJ. Yeah, yeah. Ah, what's his name? Since, uh, it was two guys uh, that were trying to run it. You know, Ryan and is it Tim? No. Uh, yeah, he, and he's he was uh, he was from like investment banking or something, and then he changed a career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not uh, his dad wasn't happy with him. Yeah, ah, that's it was um, uh, Austral- Asian Australian. Yes, yes, guy, yes. Right? Uh-huh. Um, exactly. Um, and then there was another. That was guy how many f- years ago was that? That was that was many years ago yeah, actually. Because yeah. uh, he's out now. I think he left. Oh, he left. He sold. Yeah, sold his part and okay. had somebody else take it over. Yeah, yeah. And there was a. But they, he was one of the founders. Yeah. Yeah, and there was. What's a guy interesting from is one of Houston? my one of my my first students here in in L.A. actually moved out to Shanghai to become like a billionaire. Okay. And so he, uh, I think he he helped them like kind of. Uh, set set up, yeah. Oh, nice. That's <laughs> such a. And he brought me out there work. some years ago to do a seminar because nice. he had a you know, great experience. It was actually during the World Expo, and so I got to experience that. You probably met my friend, and um, he was like, he, I mean, he's still there, but um, yeah, he pulled me if, there. If he was at that time, I would probably yeah, amazing. He, wow, he pulled me there. Um, um, uh, but it was how many? How long did you train there? It was really short. Okay. Again, it was like I came uh, like a couple like of dropping classes. Oh, a couple, no, couple, couple classes. of dropping classes. Okay. But then I dropped the seed of we wanted to do yeah. more. And then I was living, um, uh, living in Larchmont first when we moved to uh, the second year of living um, in LA. Uh-huh. I was living in Larchmont. My friend who was a monk with me uh, back in India, when he um, moved back to Australia, he decided um, to go to army finish college, go to army. He mm, was full wow. on. And then and then after army, he uh, started doing MMA. Um, wow. And then he didn't really like the kicking part. Mm. So now he's working for his black belt. He came actually here uh, a couple of months ago. Okay. He was in competition in Orange County. Okay. Did I, did I meet him? No, I think uh, you were somewhere, here, somewhere oh. else. Um, but he met Professor Joy. And okay. Um, so... He came. Wait, where did he get his black belt from? Brisbane. Um, not, he's not oh, like he's Australia. working. He's working Australia. for his black belt. He's a oh, brown belt. Oh, I see. Still. I see. He's um, in Australia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brisbane. I forgot Brisbane, the names okay. of the teachers okay, okay. he 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 mentioned. Mm-hmm. So he came to visit us, and he was training um, somewhere in West Hollywood. And he's like, "Come on, you have to go. You have to go." But I was in my mind completely overwhelmed about how to make money, how to like establish myself here, how to be um, play my part as a husband, but also do my practice, do my sadhana, because I don't see myself like working from nine to five. Yeah, um, I just I'm not ca- yeah. this kind of a person. Um, so I still trying to figure it out how to use my skills and offer the community and still able to make enough money that I can um, s- play my part as a husband mm-hmm. and you know in the family and so my mind was overwhelmed with those things and then he's like you have to come you have to just come and roll with me come and roll with me and and i kind of a little bit ignored him 
But then I moved to Burbank. I live right up on Mag- you know on Magnolia. Wow. So another friend of mine who does uh, jujitsu, and you met him actually. He um, um. his name is uh, Ch- uh, Chaitanya. Yeah, uh, yeah, Keith. yeah. Um, uh-huh. So he lives in San Diego. He came to visit uh, me in Burbank, and he's like, "Dude, you like the 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 place is like for jujitsu right down on the street from you," and we decided to go. And this was my first class. And I think one of my hesitation was, I, I like martial arts, but I was, you know, sometimes you see those martial artists that you know, like either through UFC or other. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, f- uh war- verbal fighting, yeah. and I don't like that. How yeah. like people accuse each other or yeah. offend each other, and and I and there's a little um, um thought in my head that it was like the culture is like this mm. like the guys who just no respect no and respect yeah. and and so when i came here and i saw how everyone was interested to to so that you get in your you'll improve mm. everyone want to teach you everyone want to help you everyone just and it shifted that like stigma or you know yeah, like you got the that the first day you came? yeah yeah I, you felt I it had right this the first day you know I, I felt like people actually want you to be here mm. and that made me to come again but as i started coming again and again and again i also start noticing that um my confidence level start uh increasing um even though i, I was still hustling and you know running places and you know focusing on things and um but in my mind um i start feeling more strength mm. and 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 then i got um other job and and that helped me to like kind of um spread myself a little bit and not worry a little bit uh, worry a little less about mm. money mm. and just focus and get steady and and start building myself from inside and I feel like jujitsu kind of helped me to do that, um, because you know I'm not here to lose or win, and life is about that, right? To like to kind of um, uh, raise above lose or win and yeah, focus. Be, be happy, be our best, yeah. Yeah, and Live focus our best life. On, and focus on more on the um, on the practice itself. I, you know, either it's a life practice or it's a spiritual practice yeah. or it's a Jiu-jitsu practice. Yeah, way of life, yeah. Because there's, the thing is, um, as I mentioned that I'm not athletic person, but also, like, I don't really like conflicts. Like, I hate conflicts. If com- I would rather, like, you know, close my eyes or, you know, this, uh, those animals, this strauss, th- this is how you call it in English. They put their heads in the ground, yeah. Yeah, I, like, I uh, would. What is it? Uh, strauss? Yeah, ostrich, 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 ostrich yeah. yeah. I guess Russian is Strauss, but um, ostrich. So they, you know, they bury themselves in the ground without thinking that um, actually that the troubles you don't ex- escape the trouble. Right. Trouble still is still there. there. So I have this personality that I don't like conflict, and I would rather not deal with conflict. But any crisis in our life, it's a conflict, right? Like some type of a conflict, mm. and sometimes. It's really hard to deal with the conflict. You know, it's it's sometimes it's easier to like run away and or neglect mm. or or just think about something else, bury yourself with with stuff. You know, but j- what jujitsu helped me, um, um, it helped me to skillfully approach the conflict. 
you know, like skillfully approach the project, the the the, con the conflict. Yeah, yeah, because like in the beginning when I didn't know anything, I mean, I'm still don't know much, you know. Skillfully approach the conflict. Yeah, it's like, you know, like there's a person in front of me. There's solve it's the a, solve the problem. Yeah, but with it, intelligence. With intelligence, right? And it's so it means that um, I'm not just getting trained to um keep my eyes open you know but train uh, the mind but also train um to be proactive in in this conflict because it's one thing that you keep your my eyes open but then you may not be skillful um how to go further and mm. and be proactive you know like for example in yoga some people for example let's say they try to stretch their legs and there's a way how to stretch more efficiently without using too much force yeah you can just do the little adjustments way, yeah. and and i feel like jiu-jitsu helped me uh, helps me to train first of all to keep myself eyes open not hide and like face this your is, face your fears yeah this is conflict mindset. right in front of me right and and being getting comfortable and being uncomfortable yeah yeah getting comfortable of being uncomfortable and not like right away and feeling um like in the beginning for example um my breath goes uh when i roll with people my my breath uh get shorter and i and i f and i feel it i notice yeah. and then you have the awareness yeah and then i start increasing my breath so it slows yeah. down and and then it helps me to focus on on the skill even though like i may remember the skills your meditation and yoga yeah. practice steps in mm -hmm. i may not able to yet execute the skill but like i start finding little by little how the to stress the stress of the conflict yeah yeah how to helps you helps that. you become a better person and then maybe um to be victorious I in that situation yeah. you know and this Amazing. is how wow. yeah beautiful yeah because one of the things um uh, one of the in 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 the tradition where uh, I was educated, like Bhagavad Gita, one of the main texts, mm. and and Bhagavad Gita was spoken in the middle of the war, right? So Bhagavad Gita is a small part of Mahabharata, small chapter of Mahabharata, and Mahabharata, What's Mahabharata? Mahabharata is one of the, it's like let's say Lord of the Rings kind okay. of, a, so it's a, one of the great greatest epic of India, that speaks about lineage of kings, um, um, nobles, um, and back uh it's dated um, all the way five thousand years ago five thousand years ago um according to some scholars mm. and according to some historians right and and um bhagavad gita it was a small chapter of mahabharata and it was spoken in the middle of the war and so th there's two main characters in bhagavad gita krishna and arjuna arjuna is like us uh, students or people who live in life um, and Krishna was a teacher or the wise man, um, and then it uh, extends to um, to a principle of universal principle or God, right? And so, Enlightenment. yeah. Um, and so when Arjuna he saw uh, he asked Krishna to take him on the middle of the battlefield to see his own army and opposite army, and when he started looking at the army, what he saw first, he saw. Uh, um, uh, opposing army uh and who was the leading uh, the leaders in that opposing army was his own grandfather his own teacher his uh cousins um his friends 
So it was. It's a family um, kind of like affair. Yeah, those two family, two the, the one dynasty stood up against each other, kind mm-hmm. of a thing. So he saw his own family, and the scholars they they teach um, that um, what it represents that all our problems are really really close, um, really close. That something that we need to resolve. It's not outside of us. It's within us. Mm-hmm. It's really d- so. That's why it's like grandfather. It's like really close person, right? And the first reaction Arjuna had, he said, I want to run away. He literally started uh, finding um, uh, reasons to, to do something else, to run away, to become renunciate, or to become as- escapist, right? And, uh, or uh, spiritual bypass, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes people call it, like to run away. Mm-hmm. And, and it's its initial reaction that all of us have, right. even though we, we may have enough strength of character to, uh, to face the problems, mm-hmm. but Usually, like all of us, we would yeah, rather fear. choose fear, yeah. comfort, right? Mm-hmm. That where the no, no no challenge. But then um, Krishna slowly start encouraging him how to approach challenge in a way that he will become uh, victorious. But it's all directed within us. Yeah, it's mm. like the challenge need to be solved within us. So the any crisis that arise in our life, uh, a, yo- a yogis. And the yogi philosophy encourages us first go back to self and try to find uh, try to it's connect all, to it's self all within first. us huh? it's all within us everything Be- all our problems everything mm-hmm. because what can happen if we're not connected to ourselves we start solving problems outside of ourselves and Never those problems anything. those problems just connect to another problem to another pro- it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger to a point where we can't hold anymore and it, the crisis become even more um, hard to to solve or hard to to stay victorious, yeah, to stay tall in the midst of those crises. Yeah, the only way is to go within. Yeah. So jujitsu, in a sense, uh, I feel it helps me to connect to my physical body, um, to connect to my physical body, to get that physical confidence, uh, which is symbolic to... To get into myself, and 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 then from from the core of myself start acting. Um, either it's in my um, in my relationship with my wife, or at my work, um, or relationship with everyone else, right? Um, because um, without being grounded in yourself, then you know your all your decision based on mental speculation that not connected to uh, to who re- you, you really are. are. Yeah, so uh, this is the idea, and I feel like jujitsu helped me to, again, to get grounded uh, in myself, in my physical body, f- get that confidence, and and start acting with that kind of confidence, um, and and I see that um, I feel and I see uh, that my wife feels that, and mm. um, my students in in a yoga studio feels that, and. Um, and just my friends feel that you know it's like there's a huge uh, shift and change in energy and um yeah and it affects other aspects of my life too because because we live in our minds right mm-hmm. it's like we s- we experience everything through our minds our mind is for minds in our bodies right yeah my mind is forerunner of everything right and and if we have this uh, if we cultivate uh, certain emotions through some type of rituals and in in that sense jujitsu is like a mind daily ritual right to uh, to get a little bit more confident let's say and and then it carries through the day it, you know 
kind of a thing. Is uh, so you would say it is a jujitsu type of meditation? Yeah, um, I I would as a meditator. Yeah, yeah, as totally. a former monk. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, remember, I said in the beginning that Krishna in Bhagavad Gita says that I'm a skill in action. So um, that uh, that high intelligence, yeah, like because we can cultivate high intelligence in our body, right? Because when we speak about universal, sometimes it's so esoterical and too far away. And it's actually would, sometimes it would not do uh, good to us knowing that. So it's always nice to yeah. connect to intelligence that really basic. Uh, Haley, I think it's Haley Gracie. There's a quote, you know, it's uh, jujitsu you know, is a, uh, is a uh, human intelligence uh, uh, overcoming, uh, you know, brute strength, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Something, something like that. I probably got it wrong, but something like that, you know, it's nice. a triumph of you know, human, human intelligence over brute strength. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. 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 Awesome, man. It was it was really really great talking to you. It was, Thank uh, you. The fact that I saw on Instagram that uh, former monk, I was like, former monk. Okay, yoga teacher. Okay, it's, you see this, but former monk is very interesting for me, especially you do jujitsu and you you know you you you, know, you really train, right? You just got your blue belt. It's, so it's it's really really cool. Um, how can people find you? Right now, I'm in the middle of um, um, making my website uh, okay. alive again. Um, there's some changes happening, but I will post on my Instagram. But it's um, what's your um, Instagram? Mm -hmm. My Instagram is uh, uh, Blade of Grass Yoga, mm -hmm. Blade of Grass Yoga, um, 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 or also uh, it's a Constantine One Hundred Eight. Uh, yeah. uh, you teach you teach uh, meditation, teach yoga. I teach meditation and a holistic yoga. Uh, nutrition, like yeah. Uh, um, I'm also a certified um, integrated nutritional coach, yes, uh -huh. so I kind of integrate that. And um, but right now, system. Uh, right now, um, even though I I try to serve more and more the community with mm. the skills that I have, mm. at the same time, like I'm um, I'm building myself. Like this last two years, mm. I just try to um, get stronger myself in. in in all aspects of my life, you mm -hmm. know, either it's a, my family and relationship mm -hmm. and um, my physical body and my, my mind and, and, um, uh, but, um, I still teach. Yeah. I, st I teach at home. Um, I do privates. I, I teach at the yoga studio. It's called Steel Yoga. It's in Silver Lake. Okay. Silver Lake. Silver Lake. It's on, um, Glendale and Hyperion and in the same complex where the Silver Lake wine uh, store is. Okay. Closer to 365. So if pe people, if people are trying to find you, uh, Instagram is a good yeah, way. Yeah, DM um, on Instagram and yeah and yeah. Man, so great to hang out with you and, and hear your story. Thank you. Really, um, and um, here we are. Here, here we are in Burbank, right? Amazing. Um, yeah, I'm super grateful, you know, to be part of it. You know, uh, I'm grateful to you for creating this, you know, community where I definitely um, my stereotypes got broken, you know, and I I found myself and and the seeds that uh, you know people different people planted and mm. started st sprouting and I definitely see myself keep doing it and um, keep growing um, and and um, and maybe even also uh, helping with my skills in in the community of jujitsu practitioners and and see how yeah thank you man thank yeah. you thank pleasure, you pleasure is all mine thank yeah you. thank you so much. Cool.